Welcome to Cannabis Health Radio, a podcast where we share stories from people around the world who are using cannabis as medicine. The information is meant to raise awareness about the health benefits of cannabis, which should not be taken as medical advice. Now, here are your hosts, Ian Jessup and Corey Yelland. And welcome to another episode of Cannabis Health Radio. I'm Ian Jessup. And I'm Corey Yelland. I was astounded to find out that 40% of people by the age of 40 have degenerative disc disease. And by the age of 80, approximately 80% of people have it. Degenerative disc disease starts with damage to the spine, but in time, it can affect other parts of the body. Our guest today has had over 15 vertebrae fractures, degenerative disc disease, scoliosis, sciatica, osteoporosis, osteonecrosis, osteoarthritis, and spinal stenosis. And joining us from Virginia to tell his story is Garrett Vogel. Garrett, what I say when people have so many issues is, man, you were a mess. <laughs> yes, I really was. There was, a, there was a while there where I was really just, it was day to day. It was really just trying to, waking up and being happy that I didn't break a vertebra in my frac, in, uh, in my sleep. Because that, that's where most of them would happen. None of my uh, verte- none of my vertebra fractures were from traumatic events. They were all from when I was sleeping. Wow. And I would go in there with a burst fracture and the doctor would like get up to me and be all serious and be like, if you rolled your car or if you did something or if you fell from somewhere, you need to tell us so we can like look and see what else is maybe wrong. And I'm like, no, you can ask my my now ex-wife, but my wife at the time, I'd be like, you can ask my wife. I just woke up in screaming pain and had to get here. And when they started looking through it, they were like, we can't even do the we can't even do the surgery to be able to fix them because you're you have osteoporosis throughout your throughout your body and also now having osteonecrosis in my knees which means I can't get a knee replacement either but I've I've been finding that cannabis has been helping me with a lot of my problems and have actually helped a lot of my um bone density tests I've um been seeing improvement in all my bone density tests with the more RSO that I use is that as a result, the, the bone density test, is that as a result of something you were born with? That is the big question because my dad was in Vietnam. He was, um, he was in military intelligence. He was uh, stationed in Saigon. He was heavily exposed to Agent Orange. He, um, he, had, uh, he, he had prostate cancer, which was automatically... Um, uh, said to be from Agent Orange. Mm-hmm. When my back started doing all this, we started doing research on what things could cause this. And now I'm actually in a fight with the with the VA, the Veterans Association, because they have found that children of Vietnam vets um, can get spinal uh, problems through Agent Orange getting through their uh, DNA and their genetic coding. And I was a base, I was a college baseball player. I was a catcher. Never broke a bone. Um, never broke a bone um, from anything traumatic. The only bones I've ever broken were from like sneezing or 
chips in my sleep or something like that. And I was also a scratch golfer. And so I was being, I was, I was able to use my back a lot. And then it just, what I like to call my body starts to crumble. <laughs> and that's when I started to find that cannabis was really the, really the thing that helped me out the most, more so than any pharmaceutical they gave me or any type of other treatments that they tried to do with me. It just, I found can- cannabis to be really like the true p- potential in treating countless ailments. Elements. How do you uh, consume your cannabis? Um, I I consume my cannabis multiple ways. I I do. I love my RSO. I I only use uh, probably ver- a very little bit, up in probably about the size of a grain of rice, or uh, about or two. And I use that in the morning. I so I use that sublingually. I just put that on like a peppermint mint, and that helps settle my stomach too. Which also I've had problems with. Uh, where it was so bad they thought I had Crohn's and but then they found out eventually that it was just IBS but pretty severe that I had um, hurt some of my intestines and so um, that's when that's when I really found cannabis to be that the true helper for me because that's when it started settling my stomach and that's um, when I found that taking like vaping or taking dabs really helps my stomach settle and that also helps my pain. So, and um, also, I use I make my own topicals. I get coconut butter and, and coconut oil and um, infuse it with some sh- with some shake. And um, I'll have that rubbed on my back where all my fractures are at, and I'll rub it on my knees. And they'll and they'll be like the size of, li- of like grapefruits. And then it'll just come back down to normal within like two hours. And so wow. I found cannabis really like my my endocannabinoid system really does get stimulated through cannabis. I found that to be the only other that's the only way to really stimulate anyone any system in my body to actually start healing. Garrett, were you a uh, cannabis user prior to uh, having all these medical problems? Um, actually. Uh, when I first when I first started, um, my best friend, who I'm still best friends with till today, he's he was a little bit older than me, and he took me out one night and went to this party and smoked. And that during that time, I was like, "Oh my god, I don't have to go to the bathroom. Like, I don't. I'm not having anxiety. I'm not my. I'm you know. I'm I'm feeling normal. I'm not feeling like stone like in the movies with Cheech and Chong." It made me feel more level, made me feel more even. And that's when I found out about with our endocannabinoid system that if we really stimulate it the, the right way, we can have the entourage effect where it means everything is firing off at the right time, at the right place, and can really help stimulate other um, systems in your body, your immune system, and other things like that. The more I learned about it, and I was just like, oh. Once I found out about it, I found that that's that would be my medicine. Garrett, given your state of health with the fifteen fractures in your vertebrae, are you in a wheelchair at all? I'm not in a wheelchair, but I have to use a cane or walker. Um, mm-hmm. I've I've I have a pool in my backyard, lucky luckily enough, and so that helps me. Um, help my muscles like stay strong and not um have them go to waste too because not being able to use them 
And so I found that to be very helpful, but um, for the most part, just get along with uh, Kane. Garrett, how old are you? I am now 35. Um, 35. And yeah. when did this first start for you? Um, for all my back problems, that started probably when I was about 30. And all it, it just happened like all of a sudden. I Well, and first, I'm sorry, let me back up. In college, I let me. Uh, in college, when I was playing baseball, um, my last year there, I was having more. I was starting to have more back pain and things like that, and they couldn't really figure it out. So they sent me to the team doctor. Sent me to this ortho in town. That's when they found out that I had degenerative disc disease, spondylolisthesis, um, uh, a couple other things. Um, yeah, degenerative disc disease, spondylolisthesis. Um, Few and a few other things that, um, mm-hmm. yeah, the sciatica, okay. scoliosis, um, and the spinal stenosis. Yeah, and that was when I was about uh, twenty. About, that's when I was about twenty twenty one, and okay. that's that was for my back. Before that, it was really like for my stomach. I was having really bad um, stomach problems, and then when um, my back really started hurting they wanted to put me on a fentanyl patch and so i tried the fentanyl patch for a little bit and decided how much i hated it that it was just it was a constant it was constant medicine there was no downtime for you to like feel normal and so i was like no i can't do this and so when i got off of the fentanyl patch i used cannabis to help me get off of it and it really helped with the detox and i was able i wasn't throwing up as much i was still i was still having symptoms but they were really calmed down a lot by um the use of cannabis as well but that's that's just me that's when it comes down to that that's when you go to your doctor and you do you tell them what's going on. Uh, that's the main thing that I have to say, though, is make sure that when you're using cannabis, uh, that you let your doctor know. Most won't care, but it does have to play. It will have a, um, something to play with what medications they can give you. And so, right. please just tell people that because I'm a cert- I'm a certified bud tender as well. And so, um, when I get that, when I got that, I ch- I just started really trying to help people. And, steer them in the right direction for what problems they had and like what kind of program to put together for them to make them feel better and just stuff like that so once i got that i really started getting involved and so garrett how much oil would you say you take a day and is this a multi-strain oil you're taking and are there particular strains that you find more helpful for your particular condition than others all right uh can we do that one by one yeah absolutely um i probably um about two about two uh, grains of rice about two three about two to four grains of rice a day um and just use that mainly in the morning with uh my nausea and then at night oh well, in the in the early evening i apologize um is when i use my last two um i try not to use thc too close to bedtime because it can uh, affect your REM cycle. That's when CBD is really actually good for sleep and for your problems at night. Okay. Is and, it a is it a multi strain oil that you take? Yes, it's a multi it's multi strain, but all indica. 
Um, that's what I found to be the most helpful for my pain. Um, but indica, it, it really depends on the person. Some people may want uh, like a sativa RSO because that can give them energy during the day to be able to like go out and do what they want to do. But um, mainly for me, I like the indica because it has stronger pain properties. And when I'm not in pain, I'm already kind of full of energy anyway. So I just really stick to indicas and I found those to be the best. Are, are there particular strains that seem to help more for, say, your back issue? Yeah. Yes. Um, I found uh, gelato has been really has been really good to me. Um, also, I have. If you give me one second, I'm sorry. I'm gonna. I, I label all my cannabis, and so I'm going off to make sure I have it um, correctly named. It, um, the other one is Mike's Hard Lemonade. I, I know they stole the name off of the the brand off of the you know the alcohol brand, but I found that to be really helpful. It's uh, full of trichomes and very dense, and so it really helps. Um, that's pretty indica, uh, pretty uh, good sign of indica, and that really helps with my pain. And um, I've also found that uh, strawberry cough it really helps, uh, and that's actually a sativa. But um, when I when I use that, it helps my pain and gives me a little bit of energy. Like if it's a really bad day when I'm in a lot of pain and need to get stuff done, I'll be like, okay, strawberry cough today. <laughs> okay. Do yeah. you take Do you take CBD in any significant quantity? Uh, yes, I use CBD before I go to bed every night. Because um, I I mentioned before, uh, THC affects excuse me affects your REM cycle. And so, um, with, I already have problems with insomnia from like pain and I found that CBD at night really helps me relax. And off I find about like an hour and a half later, I'm, I'm pretty like drowsy. <laughs> right. so, so to be clear, we're not talking about the CBD you buy at 7-Eleven, correct? Oh yeah. No, 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 no. This, this is true CBD. Like people need to stay away from um like the 7-eleven and like kroger brands or whatever they need to actually go to play go to legitimate places where you can see the farm like where they have the where they have uh, information about the farm that it came from the all the um tests that go through it to make sure that there's no like heavy metals or anything like that when grown because some people can just be like hey yeah this is our so and all it is is just hemp uh, pressed hemp seed oil and a bunch of coconut oil and that's it <laughs> and they're pretty much just selling you coconut oil garrett have you been in touch with uh, other children of vietnam vets um actually no i i i haven't um there's uh, surprisingly there's not a there, i haven't been able to find a facebook group for them okay what what do you think your what do you think your life would be like today if you had not resorted to cannabis for your treatment oh uh, wow i know i would probably i would i would be on pain medication every day um the one doc the one pain doctor i went to go see um there's really two schools of thought about uh the pain centers that i went to one thought like 
he's going to have to be on pain medication for the rest of his life. It's he's not getting any better. Like he had, like I've been told I have the bo- I have the bones of an 80-year-old postmenopausal Asian woman. That's how that's how bad my bones are cuz usually Asian women have the worst uh like best chances of oste- osteoporosis and osteoarthritis. And I think if I was still if I was not able to use cannabis, I would probably I would be fighting the opiate war that's going on right now. And if I went to another doctor that uh, that's a pain doctor that doesn't believe in giving pain medication, he would be giving me the same pain shots over and over that I've had that don't work. I've had one where they they uh, soldered off a nerve that was supposed to make it not like not it was supposed to make my lower back feel better. And it actually hit a nerve that affected my groin area, and I was screaming mm. pain when I went when I went to the ER for that. And they were like, "Well, he must have like hit a different nerve or something, and it'll heal back, but you know, it'll just be discomfort for a while." And I'm like, uh, then I'm like, yeah, it's a hell of a place for discomfort <laughs> that, yeah, exactly. for like two, three weeks." Wow. And so I would be having to deal with that, and I would be having to find all sorts of ways to be able to, to be able to control my pain, which is scary because that's what's led to this heroin problem. And this opiate problem is people will do anything that they can to be able to relieve their pain. And they need to start being able to try cannabis and start seeing that that can help them with their pain and let them be able to heal physically, mentally, and spiritually. I really believe that it does it, it really, cannabis just doesn't help us physically or mentally. I really think that helps us spiritually too, because once we're all feeling like we're feeling good and we actually feel like at harmony with ourselves, we become better human beings because we want to see the world get better. We want other people to know about like this amazing, this amazing, the amazing potential of this plant and what it can do. Like we need to be following Israel's example. Israel's been doing great research, and Dr. Meshulam is like my hero. I've <laughs> I've, I've met him, Garrett. Oh, oh yeah. I was gonna say I, he's he's. I've want that's one of my like people that I want to meet before I die. Well, before he dies, but he he's oh my god. I would love it. I've I've read so much of his research and stuff. I feel like I know him. <laughs> I've seen all of his interviews, everything, and he's the best. I'm so I'm so jealous. <laughs> So, Garrett, b- before we started recording, you were talking to me about that you had had a seizure. Do you want to sort of explain oh, yeah. that? Oh, yeah. Um, I had a seizure. I had a seizure problem for about, like, two years. They really couldn't figure it out. Uh, um, a lot of it really was, I, I at that point, it was tough for me to be able to get cannabis. Uh, to be able to get cannabis, I would have to wait for, like, a week for somebody to be able to like help me with cannabis and it was really like medical. I was not trying to do anything. Like I'm not trying to like roll, I don't roll big joints or anything. Like I just take one or two hits at a time to be able to get myself even. And so when DC was thinking about legalizing cannabis, they had all their delegates um, sit up. And so uh, citizens could come and tell their stories of why they think it should be legal or not legal 
or, you know, what they want to be able to say about it. I was one of the first people to speak. And when I, when I got up to the podium, I was already feeling like kind of nervous. So I was like, it wasn't anything like unusual. I gave my speech and told them about all the different things that it can help with all the different cancers that it can help with how it causes apoptosis and, and cancer cell suicide and how it kills cancer cells, but leaves healthy ones alone and how it can help seizures. People who have like these, this, um, like uh, Charlotte, who's having hundreds of seizures a day, is now doing so much better with CBD. And that's about all I remember. And I turned around and remember looking at my mom being like, I don't feel too good. And that's when my mom says, she's like, whenever you say that, I know you're going to have a seizure. And bam, right after my speech, I went down and had a seizure and hit my head on a chair or something. But one of the delegates came up to my mom when I was having a seizure and was like, do you have any like cannabis oil you can give them or anything like that? And my mom was like, this is why we are here. And that's that's the other good thing is I've gotten my mom to be my biggest advocate about cannabis. She before really didn't believe in it. Like when it was first like 2004 and stuff, she's like, mm-hmm. Oh, you're it's just trying to get high. But when she saw the progression of how it helped me more than pills and how it would change my day from in the morning, throwing up and going to the bathroom, throwing up, going to the bathroom that I would just take a couple hits and then be able to be like, Hey mom, I'm hungry and be like, Oh, oh my God. And, and, and it's helped me gain uh, a much needed 50 pounds. And because I was so skinny from before and that it was just like they they really didn't know what to do. And when my mom saw cannabis working, she she became my biggest advocate and she still goes to um, meet the normal like normal uh, conventions with me. Any um, she went to Seattle with me to go, so I could go to Canacon and get my blood tenders license and. She's just she's been the one who's really trying to get me to tell my story and to be able to start helping other people. And that's what I really that's my my main goal is to be able to someday be able to work or own something that I can help people and have them sit down and be able to set out like a regiment for them. Like every day you start your morning off with this. And then if you start feeling bad in the afternoon, you can choose between one of these two things to try to, like, make you feel better and try to do it like how they would now with, like, at vitamin stores. You know, when you go into, like, a fancy vitamin store, Mm -hmm. set out, like, a whole regiment for you to take every day. I would like to be able to do that one day with, with patients and be able to help them so they know what to do every day. And a lot of that takes the fear out of it. Yeah, good good for you. That's uh, that's great to hear. I want to go back to something you mentioned earlier in our discussion here is that you've had a bone density test. Yes. And as a result of using cannabis, your bone density tests are getting better? Yes. We've actually there since using more RSO um, on a regular basis, um, they have found that my bone density is actually starting to get better. My vitamin What's actually crazy right now is my vitamin D level is high. Uh, not it's not too high, but it's high to where it was. It was compared to before from like two or three years ago, and now they're just like, hey, like we need to start like watching how much calcium you take, and you know, and that 
my bones are actually just starting to get a little bit better on their own and it's not going to fully heal, but it, it does help them become a little bit stronger so I can do more activities and be able to strengthen the muscles around it. So the muscles can be able to like keep everything in place and like be a shock absorber for it and all that. Yeah. It's, it's fascinating how you deal with it. What's, what's, What's it like for you on a daily basis when you wake up in the morning? Do you kind of move your body to see if anything happened during the night? Um, usually I can tell. Um, but like right when I wake up, um, I thought it's funny you say that because um, when I do wake up, I'm, I kind of like my mind has gotten to the point where it's like, okay, yep, nothing broke. <laughs> like nothing broke tonight and um n- now the main problem that i'm having is just dealing with the osteonecrosis in my knee in the morning and that makes it really tough to move and be able to get some flexibility with so i have to get up and just start exercising that right away so i can get around without too much pain <laughs> Garrett, what exactly is osteonecrosis? I mean, necrosis is death, right? Yeah. So, osteobone. So yeah, my, means death? my bones are di- my bones are dying. Oh. But with cannabis, you got a new life in your bones. Yep, they're now starting to see. They're starting to now see an improvement in like in my spinal area, and they're starting to see like improvement there with my knee. That's going to be. Um, another test here in a few in a few months probably and see uh just because i um what what really was bad uh i went to go visit my daughter a month ago in massachusetts um before this covid thing started i used to drive up to see her every month and this last time i the the place we're staying at didn't have stairs and I fell right down on my knee that has osteonecrosis and it was bruised so bad. And so I went to the ER when I got here and I was like, man, I know that like I shattered my patella or something. And they were like, Hey, you have osteonecrosis in there and you fell and you got a bad bone bruise, but you didn't break anything. They're like, you know how great that is. You didn't break anything. You Mm -hmm. fell on a bad knee and you didn't break anything. And I was like, huh. And he's like, he's like, bone bruises are awful. He's like, those hurt so bad. But he's like, imagine if you fractured something. And he's and he was like, he's like this, he's like, I rarely see anybody come in here with osteonecrosis and a fall and they didn't break anything. And so I was just like, RSO. Like that. <laughs> RSO. Yeah, fabulous story, Garrett. We really appreciate you telling your story, and uh, we're very encouraged that as a result of the use of cannabis, you're starting to get better. Thanks very much for this. Oh, thank you. Thank, and lo- thank you for allowing me to tell my story, and I really hope it helps somebody be able to look into it more or, or think that, hey, may I have the same kind of problem, maybe RSO, or maybe like cannabis can help, tinctures can help, something, and just want to give somebody hope out there. Great. Thanks, Garrett. Thank you. Yeah, thanks so much, Garrett. Nice meeting you. And it was very nice meeting you, ma'am. Thank you so much. I really appreciate the opportunity. You're welcome. Thank you. Take care. Bye. Bye Bye-bye. As many of you may be aware, we have no advertising on Cannabis Health Radio. We rely on listeners for support. 
And if you'd like to support us, there are two ways you can do that. Either a one-time donation for as little as $5 or a monthly donation. If it interests you, go to our website, CannabisHealthRadio.com, and a pop-up window will guide you through the process. And for all those fabulous folks who have made donations over the last months and weeks, we greatly appreciate it. We're extremely grateful and like to thank you for that. Thank you for your kind support. And with that, we'll be back next week for another edition of Cannabis Health Radio. Thanks for listening to Cannabis Health Radio. For more information and to search previous podcasts, visit our website, CannabisHealthRadio.com. Subscribe so you don't miss new episodes. And follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. This podcast is made possible by donations from our listeners. If you found the information helpful, please consider making a donation in any amount through our website. You can also help us share our message by leaving a review on your podcast listening platform. We are very grateful for your support. Thank you. Thanks for listening to today's show. To check out more great cannabis podcasts, go to podconnects.com. Here's a preview of one of our other shows. I'm Joyce Gerber, the creator and host of the award-winning podcast, The Canna Mom Show. And we are on a mission to enhance the impact women have on this industry as business professionals, healthcare providers, policy advocates, caregivers, moms, by sharing and preserving their stories of love and kindness, wisdom, and hope. I am so grateful to have found my tribe of Canna podcasters right here on Pod. Connex, and look forward to our work of crushing the stigma around cannabis and caregivers and building this new industry together.